Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Tom Ferry. Tom, are you ready to do this? I'm man, I'm ready. Let's let's go. Tom is the co-founder and CEO of Stakester, the, the number one platform that lets competitive gamers bet on themselves. He raised almost three million dollars in 2019, and he is the host of the Back Yourself Show. Tom, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Um, absolutely, I'd love to talk about it. But I think for those people, by the way, if anyone who's just listening to this and not watching it, that people need to know that you have an absolutely sensational beard. Okay, I don't know if people know this about you. Okay, any of you listening, but if they're just listening, your your beard is it is it's real. Okay, well, it's thanks. really high tier one. So people need to know that about you. Okay, right. So yeah, so um, uh, me. So yeah, I'm a, I'm look. I won't I won't pretend to be anything other than I, what I am. I'm a classic um british privileged um upbringing type style boy um who is um i you know i don't i'm not gonna pretend that i was from uh a tough background um and that sometimes people think oh my god he just fell into whatever's happening to him but i but that's that's true and so it's not um so i was very lucky and um was dealt so i guess the genetic lottery there um but when I was, I followed a path that most people do when they're from that, like, you know, you go to a good university, you go and get a job in a bank and you follow that path of being very much like, yeah, this is what everyone else is doing. Yeah, I should do that. You know, I'm getting good grades at school. Everyone else is getting good grades at school. I should go to a good uni. Yeah, I'm getting, I got good grades at university, did a good degree. Now I should go and get myself a job at a good bank or whatever. And I did that forever. Okay. And um, well, 15 years. And then I realized I was fucking miserable. Yeah, like it's just rubbish. Like I had, I was getting no sense of reward from it. And then yes, I had the from my, yeah, from my mum's perspective. My mum loved saying, "Oh yeah, my my son, he's an investment banker, or he works in private equity, or whatever." They love that, you know. And like, it's very easy for um, you know whatever girl you're dating to understand like your job really simply. It's a bit like yeah, this is what they do. And it's very easy for you to go to a dinner party and explain what you do. And it's. Um, but it sucks. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, I, I felt no reward. I felt no sense of fulfillment. And I felt that my character was being quashed. Okay. Now I am by nature, incredibly offensive. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, in my spare time, I like to do stand up comedy and I like to, I like to perform and I like combat sports. I like competition. And I lived in a world where that wasn't really what happened. You know, and um, actually, I've never really spoken about this before. It's weird that you've straight away. Like, I didn't drink until I was about 35. Didn't drink at all. And it helped me back in my career a lot of time because people were, that's what people did. Like, you go and take your boss out for a few drinks or whatever. And that wasn't really my vibe. You know, I like I like keeping in shape. I like, you know, and, and it's very different. And so I had, um, I had an epiphany where, and it really happened with a car, which is bizarre. Okay. Um, I bought a Range Rover um, or a tree destroyer, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, I remember being like, this is so freaking cool. And like, I was going out and I was hanging out and they, all my friends, they come in my car, they love my car. And like a year passes and a new version of Range Rover comes out. And I was like, fuck, I've got to get a new one. Got to get it. Every time I saw that new car come past, 
I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to get that new one. I've got to get that new one. Because it hit me that I had the older version. And then I, and then something clicked in my head. And I, you know, I live in a place called Hampstead in London, which is like, I like to think of it as like the Beverly Hills of London. You know, it's like a quite fancy area. Yeah, a lot of celebrities and stuff around there. And I realized that I was being trapped by my possessions. Like they, that age old saying of the things you own end up owning you. And they did own me because I had to have a new car because I was losing self-confidence. I was losing, as you talk about here, strength and power. I was losing, it was all going away from me, being taken from me by something that wasn't me. And then you start taking a look at yourself and thinking, I fucking hate my life. Hmm. <laughs> like everyone else loves it from the outside, but I hate it. I'm not getting any intrinsic reward from this. And the truth is, I believe that happiness comes from overcoming a struggle. Okay, well, that's where I think it comes from. I think it comes from getting yourself in a situation where you struggle and overcoming it every single day. You know, like if you get up in the morning, you don't want to take a cold to have a cold shower because you know it's going to be freaking miserable, but you come out of afterwards and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> I did it. You know what I mean? So there's that. It's 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 part of a journey. And um, and so I just took myself out of it and I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that that person that people think I am. I want to be the person that I believe I am and what I want to do. And so um, they, and so I, I started my, I literally just took the plunge and started my own business. Yeah. And, uh, and that was it. And um, I would never look back. And I think the key lesson there for everyone is, um, you know, like have some, have some self-awareness it's really hard. Yeah. It's hard to accept that you're an absolute prick. Um, <laughs> it's hard to accept that you're, yeah, that you're, you're just a dickhead and no one really likes you because they don't really like you because what they really like is that persona you're putting out there. It's not you. And you know it's not you. Yep. And uh, yeah, there you go. Well, That's but, me. But hopefully, Tom, you found that 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 doing what you want to do and living the life you want to live has probably brought in some people that do like you for you. Or maybe not. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. My kids do. My kids like me. Right? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's certainly a positive. And my dog. So, yeah, okay. Nice. So you held off on drinking until 35 but you didn't tell yeah, the rest man. of the story and then you just went just both feet in. <laughs> so it's funny. So like it's the story goes way back. Actually. It was, um, I was um, my co-founder is my best friend. I was 15 and I'd never drunk before. And do you remember stubbies? The sure. Little beers, the, the little stubby beers. And I went to, uh, I went to a party in this, um, this God awful place in the UK called gospel, which is basically like, you, it's not it's not nice <laughs> and i went to this party there and i'm not an aggressive guy yeah and um two things happen to me when i drink george i become both irresistible and invincible yeah <laughs> and um it's not it's not i think that no i genuinely am i become that but people just don't seem to understand right and uh <laughs> i decided to um convince this woman that she was in love with me um but her her boyfriend and his friends decided that i there wasn't appropriate behavior for me to convince her. And um, I went through a uh, fairly complicated legal battle for a few weeks. <laughs> and so I was like, do you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to just not do this anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to give this, uh, just give this a rest. Yeah. So literally one incident of drinking gets into a fight, almost goes, gets into that ruins my life. Like I'm just going to stop. So just stop drinking. And um, went all the way through uni all the way. And then, so bizarre i was like the reason i'm not drinking isn't because everyone who say oh you're so strong-willed because you don't drink i'm like it's the complete opposite 
I'm drinking because I don't have a strong will. I'm not, I'm not drinking because I can't control my personality. And I was like, fuck that. This is weakness. This isn't strength. Okay. And so I started drinking and um, just trying it. And now I've never been drunk. Never been drunk. Never had more than one drink. And uh, fortunately haven't been in uh, any kind of uh, arrestable situation since. But the, um, but it just showed, but it's interesting. My, my, my perspective changed because um, I was like, I don't, you, know, you always say to so people think that like, you know, quitting some or not, you know, like it, because you're not drinking, you're really powerful and you're really strong. It's not that. Not necessarily that it means that you know that you can't control your own inhibitions yeah nice well i appreciate you sharing that all right so you come to this place where you realize that everybody else loves your life but you hate it and you say no more i am stepping away from this and we'll see what we'll see what happens so tell us about stakester stakester so funny story so um the genuine so have you ever tried any jiu-jitsu or anything like that I'm a huge fan, but I've never actually tried it. Okay, right. I'll tell you verbatim what happened. Okay, so I've left. I've I worked at a previous startup, and we were super successful. And I was one of the founders there. That's when I stepped away. Like you know, I was, we were super super successful. We we're going really well. Still going really well now, and wonderful people. But I stepped away. I was, I was a little bit like you know, I was in that moment of epiphany, but also like if you've ever been through it, George, like it's a moment where like you feel a little bit lost, but at the same time, like you realize your rudder's taking you in a new direction. You don't exactly know what's going on. Anyway, I'm on the mat in the gym doing some jiu-jitsu. Now, just a caveat, I'm not good at jiu-jitsu, George. I am new to the game, okay? Also, I weigh 100, what's that, like 170 pounds. I'm 5'11". I'm not a big guy, okay? Um, and um, this Russian guy comes in, vest on, arms out, walks over to the mat, and he says, I recognize you, you'll win competition. Yep, and I had won a competition, but for Muay Thai, a completely different martial arts, a completely different game entirely. And I had one. Thank you for recognizing me, Mr. Russian. I'm assuming your name is Ivan Drago. And um, it must be. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, thanks, man. And then all the guys around me, like, knowing that I'm arrogant, were like, don't say that. <laughs> and he's like, well, how about the spar sometime? Instant escalation here, George. He's gone from saying hi to me to me asking me to fight him in the blink of an eye. It couldn't have been more Russian if he tried. That's not racism, that's stereotyping. <laughs> but like it's so he comes in, he says that, and I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. And he goes, We're spar now. And I'm like, all right, let's spar now. And he goes, he goes, how about the withdrawals for some money? And I'm like, all right, now it's interesting. Now, what I will say is so I've got investors, two investors that are Russian. And I tell them this story, George, and they're like, yeah and what <laughs> i'm like what is this like a regular thing in russia like yeah this is how we communicate okay fine <laughs> that's what we do nice. like it's not what we do in in london so anyway so um getting a bit technical basically we get down on the map he's bigger than me he's stronger than me so i literally just pull guard he gets on top of me in between my legs he thinks he's got the advantage i just wrap him up and just triangle taps out straight away yep <laughs> because you cheat you use your legs and I'm like, bro, this is how the game works. Yeah. Sorry, Drago. And I said, well, where's my money? Didn't have any money. So I get my phone out. I'm flicking through my phone. I'm like, there must be an app for this. And there isn't an app. And I'm like, boom, I'm going to make an app. Now, the idea to begin with, George, was let's not mix our words here. It was fucking shit. The idea was I was going to create an app which allowed <laughs> jujitsu fighters to fight against each other for money. Nice. 
that's what we call niche okay all right it wasn't gonna work so i'm like you don't have any money on the map so let's just have an app that does it for you that lasted that idea about a tube journey before i realized it was a terrible idea but i was really excited and i went and sat in a coffee shop and i sat down and i'm like okay there's something in this let me understand my feet and it's something i say to people startup people all the time when i'm trying to give some coaching i say look what have you what, what have you been through like what have like what was the experience you had which made you want to do this and i was like look for me the second he said let's do this for money it became more exciting it's when i started doing it for something it became more exciting so i was like okay there's something in this so i ran it so i did an experiment i got um i got a bunch of my buddies in a, and i had an idea so i got a bunch of my buddies in a room over in my house um my wife lost her mind as you can imagine be like who the what are these guys doing here <laughs> And I get them all around. I buy these really crappy uh, heart rate monitors off of Amazon. And I get them all around. And there's 10 of us. And I'm like, right, we're having a FIFA night. And they're like, yes, let's do this. And um, I put the heart rate monitor on them. I'm tracking their heart rate. as, And then I strategically, very scientifically, keep adding in more stuff to play for. So it starts off being, you know, like, you know, for a beer, then for a pizza, then for money. And I see their heart rate just goes up and up and up. Once you play for someone, I'm like, if I can manufacture this feeling, I've got myself something. Here. Hmm. And that's how it was born. And then I literally, the next day, I incorporated the business. And now, with the fastest growing competition platform in the world. Boom. My Boom. <laughs> Straight line. Amazing. You're the fastest growing competition platform in the world. Wow. So... So walk me through the experience. It's it, it's an app. I download it. Yep. So you download the app. Choose the game you want to play. So you down, so you probably you might play FIFA, or you might be playing NFL because you're in the US or Madden. So you download the game, and then what we do is we'll match you with someone. You should go through onboarding where we assess your skill level and so forth, and then we match you with someone the same skill level for the same amount of money. You both chuck in some coin, and the winner takes the pot. Amazing, That's incredible. It, yeah. What 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 was the hardest part about? I'm, I'm sure there was a million really really hard parts, but as 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 you look back and putting the whole thing together, what 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 was the what was one of the hardest parts? Okay, really good question. So let me answer that in a different way. Everything about starting something is hard. Yeah. Okay, but the second hardest thing is still going. Okay, all right. So the hardest thing is getting into the gym. Yeah. The sure. second hardest thing is just going to the gym continually and seeing like, you know, when you first go to the gym and you're a guy's in shape, you know, you can go for six months and see no gains. Yeah. And you've got ripped Jack next to you with abs of steel and arms the size of your thighs. And you're like, Jeez, am I ever going to get there? No, probably not. Because <laughs> you don't want to. It's not why I think the reward isn't there. Yeah, life isn't, no matter what people say, life isn't better with the six pack. Um, it's, uh, but you know, but it's like you go through that, that journey, but it's the hardest thing is to keep it up. And what makes it easier, okay? And by the way, another one for the listeners here, as you see, so uh, George is um, drinking a Starbucks coffee here. Okay, George, I'm going to ask you, is that, what coffee is that you've got there? Uh, I think it's just the Pike, but I don't know. Just a straight, just a straight Americano. Just, just black coffee. That's it. He's a real man. He's a real man, people. Okay, you can respect him. You can keep listening. All right. 
<laughs> anyone who ruins coffee with beef milk, okay, just chucks it in there and ruins this beautiful creation of nature, shouldn't be drinking coffee. No, I hate that. Amen. Amen. Just drink it for what it is. Anyway, um, so, um, yeah. And so what, what makes everything easier in life in general, but also in, in business is two things. One, visualization of what you want to achieve. Have a very clear goal of what you want to achieve, okay? Now, that can be a million things. And mine is I want to be the biggest co- skill-based competition platform on the planet. And on a pers- as a business and as on a personal level, I want absolute financial freedom for the rest of my life. Similar to that. Two goals. That's all I'm working towards. Okay, and I have that goal there clearly. When I get to being the biggest platform on the planet, I'm selling the business, and then I will become financially free for the rest of my life. Simple as that. Okay? And that doesn't change. That remains the same all the time. But the second thing, and people don't talk about this enough, is you the just if you have a great team, you will win. The best teams are just made up of the best people. So I have people around me that just don't give up. Okay, and if they do give up, they're not here now. Okay, championship mindset. Everyone here, we all work towards the same goal. We all want financial freedom. We all want to be amazing. We all want to be the best. And if you have that, every time you have a problem, it's just a little bit easier because you know you've got the people around you to support you. I love it. Visualize what you want to achieve. How much How much time do you think about that? Do you think about it every, every day? Single fucking day. You just don't take your eye off the prize. You got to keep, I think, because I've done it before where I have given myself a goal at a business because I worked in sales for a long time. So I say sales, I don't think sales is a dirty word, but like the roles weren't called sales. They're called like commercial director or whatever, relationship manager, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but I'm a sales guy. Ultimately, I get measured on how much revenue I generate for the business, whether you're a fund or whether I was a junior fund manager or whatever. The money I generate for the business is it. So you're a sales guy. Yeah. And I would give myself a goal and I would say, okay, my goal at this business is to get to this grade, then I'm out. Okay. And the truth is, when you work in a business, if anyone's listening to this, you are no more valuable the second time you hit target than the first time or the third time or the fourth time. There's no incremental value here. Okay, sorry, arguably you are more valuable the second time you hit target because you've proved that you can repeat performance. Okay, but the third time you do it, that third year, you're not worth any more. You're not. You're just the same. So at that point, once you've hit target twice, leave. Go somewhere else. Ask for a promotion. Do something. Okay, because all you're doing is just repeating the same thing and it doesn't make you any more valuable. It's a myth. This guy's hit target 10 years in a row. Then he's a fucking idiot and he's got an easy job. Okay, (laughs) all right. Get him out. Go and get another job, but he will pay you more and you've got more opportunity. And I fell into that trap where I didn't, I had those goals and I would hit the goals and I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to ask for promotion in three months' time after I've hit this, I've closed this account. And I'd hit it and I'd be like, oh, maybe I'm not going to, maybe I'm not going to ask for it just now. Maybe I'm just going to close another deal. Idiot. I could have got promoted three months earlier. It's that same thing. So now I have to make it very clear what that goal is. Um, and I think the problem is if you don't have those goals, you can, and if you don't, it's okay to set new goals and redefine them, I suppose. But if you don't have clear goals and you aren't working towards something, why are you doing it? Yeah. 
anyway, that's my view. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> Strong and powerful Tom Ferry. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they start betting on, on themselves through Stakester? Okay, well, okay. So you can learn more about me. Um, I think the best place to go is follow me on LinkedIn. Yeah, I post all my content there. Um, so I'm just at Thomas Ferry. You'll find me. I'm the only one. All the others are just hoodlums. And... <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's actually a guy called Tom Ferry who looks a lot like me and is also works in a gym. And a lot of people think that I'm him. Yeah, but he's got the same problem with his hairline that I do. Mm. Maybe it's because, maybe that's just something about the name. Um, but the, uh, if you want to learn more about Stakester, go to uh, stakester.com. And if you'd love to listen to the podcast, I'd love to have you guys come and listen. It's backyourself.show, backyourself.show. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show time your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas and funny and dynamic people. Follow Tom on LinkedIn under Thomas Ferry. Go to stakester.com and download the app and then check out the show. It's backyourself.show. Thanks again, Tom. Is that right? And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. Tom, we, 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 we all. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome.